This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Betting Weekly, the English Premier League edition, part of the Bet Rivers uh, Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. I'm delighted to say that joining us to look ahead to another weekend of Premier League action. Our first up, Jack Wright. Jack, how's it going, mate? Looking very sharp today after uh, Nigel Winnett, you for your attire in one of the recent episodes. Nice to see you've made an effort with the shirt and all. Well, yeah, it is. You know, a strongly worded email said about, you know, no Rolnecks allowed uh, now. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've done my best. Done my best. Hopefully that'll be good enough. And also joining us is uh, Nigel, sporting a nice little goatee these days. I like it, Nigel. Oh, it's, to, it's because I've been been out for a couple of days and haven't had a shave. That's what it is. Not, it's, not, it's not any fashion tips. You can tell by the shirt. I've been on a line dancing course. Uh, and uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing that like that. The good thing, the good thing is now is that the old, um, you know, obviously, most people listening to this on podcasts, they don't have to see Jake's Rolnex, which is quite, you know, I wanted to push the podcast rather than the, the YouTube. And the reason <laughs> for why, that reason. Is, yeah, for that reason, <laughs> to make people not listen to the tips rather than look at the Rolnex. So, um, there you go. Well, fortunately, they're here for betting tips and not fashion tips but mm. uh, it is what it is at least they'll be able to get those without uh, looking at what we're wearing. we could do these in our pants moving forward if we wanted to harry please um, don't don't even go there harry come on i didn't realize you could see further down harry <laughs> what's going on about that the camera up a little bit <laughs> fantastic right uh let's uh dive into then this weekend's premier league action um jack uh, actually before we do that let's get the league table up let's see where we're at let's see where we're going uh in this table because we are uh, closing the gap on the top, as we've spoken about in recent weeks. And Nigel, it feels like we're getting ever closer to those league earned boys who have to watch uh, watch their backs now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're doing all right. I think last week, we, last time we had a better week off last week was the FA Cup. I think we were... Was it the uh, FA Cup? It was the FA Cup last week. So three out of six we had the week before. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've been, we lost slightly. So we lost a little bit of ground. But I think the big move is Daniele in the Serie A. 12.68. Mm. He's been absolutely flying on the Italian show if you watch it on the YouTube channel. So, Daniele, but those top three are just moving away. The Champions League is obviously back uh, in a couple of weeks, and obviously the Europa League as well, which needs to be uh, gra- making some ground. But those top three are going to be a very, very exciting title race uh, between those three who's going to win it at the end of the season. So, all good. All three, but all, all three shows are tremendous and fantastic returns. You know, that's. Uh, what, 29, 41, is it 40, 42 units of profit between three shows all yielding around about a 10% return of investment, which is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, yeah, all three of them do deserve to uh, to win this, all of us. Nigel, as the main man, if uh, if if you don't finish top of the pile, will you be disappointed come the end of the season? You'll just blame I mean, me. We, we, we will be. Well, we, I am blaming Jack, yeah. <laughs> so we would have been if it wasn't for Jack last week, but they want to go there. They want to dig, dig him out. But uh, no, we'll win. I'm black. I've been, I've been saying for weeks we'll win it. Don't worry about it. 
the class form comes to the end. And we're coming into the, our stretch three months ago, just raving away, rear guard mirror to the front. Don't worry about it. The cream always rises to the top. 100%. 100%. Right, let's uh, let's get into this weekend's uh, Premier League action then. Let's start with you, Jack. Uh, the game between Manchester United and Crystal Palace has uh, tickled your fancy. Uh, you've got a parlay for us uh, in this one. Talk to us uh, about it. Yeah, same game parlay on this one. Really wanted to get Man United on side. Uh, I've been just totally impressed by them over the last few weeks. Um, I said it last time round. I think Eric Ten Hag is, is probably six months ahead with his development and uh, restructuring of Man United than I thought he would be. Um, obviously, in the hunt for the top four. Um, and, and obviously, I really, really like him here. They won seven of the last eight at home. And when you consider that in those victories, they've beaten Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham and Man City. And the only one they didn't win was a, a nil-nil draw with Newcastle. So shows you that they've made Old Trafford a, a fortress again, like it used to be. Uh, it's not been the case over the last couple of years, but they've certainly turned that on now. They've now won in all competitions, 12 successive games there. Um, 31 goals scored, five goals conceded. Just testament to the work they're doing at both ends of the pitch. Um, got through to the FA Cup. Um, next round of the FA Cup with a defeat over Reading. The only blot on that was obviously losing Christian Eriksen to that injury. But in a very unlike Man United way, I think, over recent seasons, they acted well and brought in Sabitzer on, on loan. I think it was a very shrewd signing. So it's going to fill that gap to a certain extent um, and, and move quickly on that one. So that was fair play. And, and obviously this week got through to the League Cup final as well. Eased past Nottingham Forest. It was an absolute cruise for them. But Again, what I liked about it and like Ten Hag was how he still had those high standards, high levels that he has shown over his, his short tenure at, at United, saying that he wasn't overly impressed with the performance. It was good enough to, to kind of get him through, but it, it wasn't what he really wanted from them. Um, and also said that, yeah, all well and good getting to a, a cup final, but got to win it. If not, there's no point. So he's already set his marker down for that one as well and told the team to bury it. And focus on the league. So he's got a laser focus on, on the league. And, and that obviously kicks off here with, with Palace. I said I wanted to get them on side, but, you know, the price is understandably prohibitive. Uh, minus 250, the odds on a straight up Man United win. Um, against the inconsistent Palace side, who aren't doing as well as I thought they probably would. They're in 12th at the moment. Expecting to be a little bit higher than that. So they have been a bit inconsistent, to say the least. Um, they're probably one of the few sides that... I don't think are really going to be challenging further up or have got to worry too much over their shoulder. I think they've got enough of a gap um, with the with the teams down at the bottom. So um, big miss for them, obviously, is um, Zaha missing um, this week. He's uh, ta- still their talisman. Um, despite, you know, you've got Eze, you've got um, Elise as well, fantastic players, but they still kind of look a better side with Zaha there. Top goal scorer, six goals. Um, twice as many as anyone else in the league for Palace this season. So I say he will be a miss. And I think as much as anything, his experience, obviously likes playing against Man United where it didn't work out for him as well. But a bit of devilment with him as well. He's got that ability to wind the opposition up and and, and be a a menace. So a a, a big miss. They've only won one in the last nine as well. And that was against Bournemouth. So we can kind of discount that really, given Bournemouth's current form as well. So uh, not looking too good. So, but... Yeah, minus 250, we need to add some juice. And I had a rough feeling we've worked together for a little while now that Nigel might have this one on his radar for another bet, which he has, which I'll leave him to reveal. So I went down a different route um, for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to highlight the amount of markets that Bet Rivers do have available. Uh, uh, last check, I looked this morning, 412 markets for this particular 
fixture alone. So it just shows you the depth you can go into on a Wednesday. Have a check through, see what you can get involved with there. But so, yeah, done the same game parlay. It's a player that, again, Nigel's mentioned a lot this season and we've cashed a lot on is Marcus Rashford. Fantastic goal scoring form. Really turned it around. This time last year, I thought we probably thought he was going to be out of Old Trafford like many. Wondered if he'd be able to kind of get back to the heights that he'd shown. Or was he going to kind of slip away from that elite level? Um, well, he's absolutely answered that in incredible fashion. Um, nine league goals this season, um, 18 goals in all competitions. Um, he was a real spark for them off the bench in the in the cup this week when it looked like it was just going to drift along. Um, provided two assists. He's now had 25 goal involvements in total this season, only behind Haaland as far as that's concerned, which is testament. The bet I'm adding to the Man United win here is for him to have a shot on target in this game. Um, so it doesn't even have to score as long as he makes the keeper make a save or scores. That'll count. Um, he's had 11 shots in target in his last six Premier League games since the World Cup, with at least one in all of them as well. Um, and he's on fire at Old Trafford. He'd scored in nine consecutive games at Old Trafford prior to the Reading game when he had a goal disallowed via VAR. If that would have been allowed, it would have been a 10th successive goal at Old Trafford in all competitions, which would have been a record for the club, which is some achievement. So we just need him to get a shot on target here, coupled with a Man United win, which I think will be a comfortable one. And we're getting odds of minus 129. Nice one. Uh, Nigel, you've also got a bet in the same game. Different bet, though. Um, Talk to us about uh, your selection here. Well, I think Manchester United will win, uh, obviously, but the price minus 255 is something that not many people want to do. When I'm back, those kind of odds. You probably want to put it in a parlay because I think they will win. Uh, the jury's still out this season on Crystal Palace. I'm not quite sure whether the fans are happy with Vieira. I'm not sure. I mean, if you look at a lot of Palace fans, they're saying that it's in this season, there's not much going forward compared to what they were under Roy Hodgson. Um, my brother is a Crystal Palace fan and he reckons that the, the, the famous atmosphere at Selhurst Park isn't there this season. And he reckons that it's sort of coming across that the fans aren't very happy with some of the performances. Uh, the one thing I would say is that I think there's value with Man United to win to nil here. That's my bet. I mean, it was minus 255 to win. It's plus 120 to win to nil. Um, all of Jack's stats are absolutely sort of what I was going to go say. 12 successive matches in all competitions. Manchester United have won. Eight of those, they've won to nil. Um, and, and when they consider they're playing a lot of teams in and around Palace that they've won to nil, they don't concede at all uh, many goals at home, uh, five goals in that period of time. And if you go back even further than that, um, in their last 14 matches at home, Manchester United have kept 10 clean sheets. So they haven't conceded in 10 games. So that really shows you what uh, the manager's done here, he's really shored up the defence. Uh, Luke Shaw has been, been tremendous in, in the playing as a fullback or a centre-half. Uh, the goalkeeper, De Gea, we've mentioned on this show, as well as Rashford, has definitely, definitely improved. He had a couple of seasons where he was a bit iffy, and uh, but his confidence is sky-high at the moment. And United at home are very, very hard to beat. If you throw into the mix that Palace are without Sahar, which is massive, I, don't, I still think he's a key, key player, despite this season not having uh, a great impact for them. I think that win to nil bet is a really great way of getting with them at a really nice price, plus 120. Uh, I did bet this in the reverse fixture uh, only a, a few weeks ago now, and it was it was looked like it was going to cash all day long. United were totally in control. They were win, one, they were one nil up, and then Palace scored that worldly free kick in the 93rd minute that uh, cost me a few quid. But uh, hopefully I'm going to get it back in double quick time, and I'm going to go here for Manchester United to win to nil. A bet, like I say, that has, what, has cashed in eight of their last 12 home matches. Uh, and I think it will cash again. 
Nice one. Um, let's move on to uh, Brentford against Southampton. Uh, again, it's a game that both of you uh, have looked at. And in this one, you've got exactly the same bet. Um, Nigel, I'll let you start with the reasoning on this one as, as Jack went first last time. But yeah, you've gone uh, for a, a clear winner here. Yeah, I mean, most of my bets, I, I, I'm i very much a guy who just a bit old school in terms of my bets. Jack's the sort of modern approach into betting. And I think it's hard enough to find one winner, let alone mix them up in parlays. But obviously that is a huge increasing area in in with bet rivers and it's obviously nice to come from a different perspective but i keep it simple you know i, I just bet money lines total goals and pretty and asian handicaps that's all i ever do uh, and this one it's just a very plain simple brentford to win um i i think that brentford are probably this season one of the most underrated teams in the premier league for, by the betting but by, by the betting big companies especially bet rivers this week um, I mean, they're eighth in the in the Premier League. I bet them to get relegated to start of the season. I put them up as a relegation uh, bet here. That's my worst bet of my futures. I've, I've got a few bad ones, but that's probably the worst <laughs> one I've done. But I thought that there were people would actually sort of get know how to play them. They play them with such high tempo and, at home, and I didn't think they'd be able to sustain it. And I thought a lot of the clubs would be able to sort of suss them out a little bit of that classic second season syndrome. Totally opposite. They're actually better this season than they were last season. The manager is a great manager. I'm surprised he hasn't been linked with other jobs. I mean, when you think about crisis at Everton and the way that Brentford play and the way that Everton have got that home support behind them and you need some, the way that Thomas Frank sets him side up, I'm surprised he's never been linked with anybody. You know, and I think he's he's a manager destined for bigger and better things eventually. And if he does depart from Brentford, that could be where we might see a little bit of a change in, in what their fortunes. But currently, they are exceptionally hard to beat. Their home record is phenomenal. Only one team have beaten this season at home, and that was Arsenal. They beat teams in or around them. The, the big question mark about them prior to their last home game, which I think was Bournemouth, was that the fact that everybody said that Brentford are really good against the big boys. So they really raised their game against Liverpool. They were tremendous against Manchester United. They were brilliant against Chelsea. And the and the, the big criticism was they couldn't really do it against the teams in the bottom half of the table. Well, they blew Bournemouth away in the last time out. And, and I know that Bournemouth are bad, but you can't take anything away from that performance. They're an unfashionable side and they don't get the credit they deserve. I think Southampton are really poor. Uh, I've said it before. I think they're going to get relegated. The, their league form, I think, will suffer because they're doing well in the Cups. You know, obviously, they're out of the, the, the Carabao Cup, but they reached the semi-finals, had a trip to Newcastle with a with a strong lineup, and they they couldn't they come up short there. They're doing well in the FA Cup as well, which I think will hinder their league form. I think they're going to have to make a big decision in that competition to we get out of it. And we're in a relegation battle here. And I, and I feel that they, they offer very little. And for me, this is purely a value bet. Brentford here, I think they're minus 115 or what, I can't remember what the line was. It was minus yeah. 115 now. Minus 115. Now, if you if this was Brighton at home to, to Southampton, I think you'd be looking at about minus 185. If this was Chelsea, who have just spent so much money, who are below Brentford in the Premier League, I think you'd be looking at about minus $3 for, uh, for, for, for uh, Brentford. The fact they're minus 115, I think he's completely disrespectful to Brentford Football Club. And I think they're not a public team. So everybody expects them to have a slip up. Everybody expects them to come down and, and not perform as they have done for ages because it's all high energy. But there doesn't seem to be any any slip up whatsoever. They've had a week off because they didn't play in the FA Cup. Uh, so they're fresh. And Southampton had an FA Cup game and a midweek game in the Carabao Cup. And I think that uh, Brentford get the job done in. Jack, you've also gone with the same pick. Do you think that Brentford are, are disrespected in the sort of betting markets as well? 
Yeah, definitely. Unfashionable side, not one of the big boys. And um, as I say, you change their name and stick them in eighth place. They're six points off Spurs in fifth with a game in hand. Nigel said it. If you put another more fashionable side in that position, then we're going to get much, much shorter odds than what we're getting here. Um, I said they've had this time off, which is only going to help them against the Southampton side that are, are poor anyway, and have played three times since since Brentford last played. Um, they're unbeaten in six at home. They're unbeaten in eight in all um, home and away um, in the league. Um, absolutely fantastic. And they say they're only that one defeat at home all season. So they've got one of the best strikers in the league, in my opinion, for what he does and how he plays in Ivan Tony. Unlikely he'll be um, at the club, um, depending on what happens with his with his disciplinary stuff. But the fact that he's available um, right now and for the rest of the season is a massive boost for him. They've got to be looking at, at, at potentially gate crash in those European places. So absolutely right. Um, all those stats, so totally agree with Nigel on that. Looking at Southampton, lost lot six of the last seven in the league, and I think possibly there's been a bit of a overreaction to the fact that yes, they beat Manchester City in the League Cup, heavily rotated Manchester City side. Um, they've got a couple of victories in in the FA Cup um, as well, um, but again, you know they went to a Blackpool side who are in second tier of English football, just sacked their manager because their form was so bad. Um, and kind of edged past them two one with including a, a worldy free kick from a from a fullback who scored two goals that day. They don't create enough. They don't score enough. Um, you, you look at um, Chay Adams scored during the week. I think that shot was out of frustration because they hadn't had anything in the final third, and he's he's taken a pot shot from twenty five yards. The xG on it was zero point zero three, which shows you the, the likelihood of that going in and managed to score. So fair play, great strike, but they're not creating those good chances that that you need. They had one chance in that game. Um, they should have been put out of sight by Newcastle who tore them apart really over the two legs. Um, so I think the, the aggregate scoreline there was a, not the right reflection on the actual um, shape of the game. Um, they've obviously brought in a couple of strikers to try and um, sort of improve things there, but they're not getting the chances to, to create. But you look at um, Solomano, who's come in from Wren this week. I spoke to our League One expert, Steve Wiss, about this one to get his imp- impression on him. It's not overly uh, high, uh, to say the least, but, uh, you know, he's got six goals in 47 games. Um, this is Solomon, not Steve Wiss. One in 14. And he only made two starts this season as well, which I think is testament to the fact, you know, and 20-odd million quid that's cost him to get to get him in. So um, we'll have to be, see how, how they get on with Onyuachu, who's come in from Belgium, scored goals there. But like let's say, that's obviously not a comparable league. We'll see how he gets on. But... As far as I'm concerned, they rely on James Ward-Prowse free kicks to Southampton set pieces to try and score from those areas. That ain't going to be good enough against this um, Brentford side, who will be well up for it after a little bit of a break. And I say I think they are massive value to win and definitely on board with that one. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think Brentford are... No, that's us. Good really there. there you that's go. that finish. He's going that's so well. That was a, <laughs> that's the kiss of death there. Oh, yeah, yeah no. whatever. Whatever. Um, let's uh, let's stick with you, Jack. Uh, you've got a pick, and, and Nigel said that you're a little bit more. Was modern the word that you used? He's a little bit more modern well, in his betting style. Is that? Oh, he's giving me so I'm many compliments. Old. I can't remember which one this one was. Yeah, right. something like that. I'm well, this old, is definitely this is definitely a type of pick that I don't think. Have you ever thrown a pick in like this, um, Jack? No. I've not done a shots one on, on the show, no. And I thought I'd, I'd go with it this time around. So I do want to highlight the other markets there. I said, I, you know, Nigel is a is a, a traditional um, better as far as his, his lines are concerned. And, and, you know, we do tend to play those lines because they're, they're the ones with more liquid in them. So we're basically going to be able to, like, whatever we're talking about here, 
when you're listening to it or watching it, you'll be able to get on it. So um, this line has, has stayed long enough for me to put it forward. Um, and I wanted to get Newcastle on side because they're playing West Ham and, and West Ham seems to have got a few plaudits over the last week or so. And I've not bought into that at all myself. I still think they're in a lot of trouble. Um, we touched on it in the last show about uh, David Moyes in the in the kind of El Sacchio, I think they called it, didn't they? Whoever was going to lose that one was going to lose their job. And it turned out to be Lampard after West Ham beat them. Um, then they went um, and, and took on Derby in the FA Cup and, and kind of did a decent enough job on them. But Derby are League One. Let's not make no bones about it. They should be going there and and, and getting positive results. And, and Bowen's back in a little bit of form. But... You know, you look at this Newcastle side who are continuing to fly. They're not probably blowing sides away, but it's built on that. It's kind of the, um, I suppose, the ugly way of building a, a, a side that are relentless and winning is is it's the old Arsenal, one nil to the Arsenal kind of situation. It's that the defence is so strong that they're able to pick up points and pick up wins without necessarily having to score three, four goals. Not like the old Newcastle, which had to win a game four, three to get three points. You know, they are winning one nil. They are keeping clean sheets and picking up a point when they're not playing so well, which is obviously the sign of a, a very good side. I'm beating at home this season, and I said I wanted to side with them. Um, and I was tempted to go with the with a win, but I just was given a little bit of caution regarding the fact that obviously they had the big cup win in midweek, got through to their first um cup final in 24 years, possibly their first trophies on the horizon in best part of 70 years, which is incredible for a, a, a club like Newcastle. It's on the up. We've talked about it before. Eddie Howe's done an amazing job. He's got them playing. Uh, again, I said about Ten Hag. He's got them way ahead of schedule, probably a, a, a good 12 to 18 months ahead of schedule from where they are. You know, they've made some very, very shrewd signings. They've not just filtered like the most expensive or the best players in, in the world football and gone for them. They've gone for ones that are going to come in and do a job, work hard and play well. Um, I've obviously added Anthony Gordon to the mix uh, in, in in the window. It'll be interesting to see how he performs. I imagine he'll be on the bench and and um, a little bit of a, a kind of impact sub to, for the, the time being. Um, they did lose Gamarish. Obviously, he got sent off. They got a little bit frustrated in the second half against um, Southampton during the week. So he's suspended for this one. Um, but said so the bet I've gone for is over 15 and a half shots for Newcastle, um, which odds are minus 112. And I think that possibly might even... Uh, help a little bit. There's a chance that Alan Samaxman might come into the side, a bit more creativity in forward areas, a bit more dynamism. And also he likes to have a shot from outside the box, possibly Joe Linton dropping into a more of a midfield role. So um, we could see that. And I think you know, what I, I like about the shots bet is that whatever side of Newcastle we get here, whether they're on a bit of a down from and a struggle from the fact that they've, they've got through to that final or they're going to ride the crest of a wave and, and blow West Ham away, um, the shots will land either way. Uh, they're either going to have to work hard at it and obviously have plenty, or they're going to have to, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll rack up plenty as a result of scoring plenty. Um, but the games have been quite tight. They've drawn nil-nil in three of the last four, so they've had to work hard at it. West Ham don't score many, but defensively only one side outside the top three are considered less than them. Um, but they are pretty bad away from home. They'll definitely sign for a point now. No win in eight away. They've lost six of the last eight as well. Um, so the victories over Everton and Derby in recent weeks, are, you know, you can argue whether how how much they mean. Um, and they've lost one nil five times this season away from home in the league. So it shows you that the games are likely to be tight. So which is going to instigate shots in this one. And I'm more happy to go with that than than a Newcastle Asian handicap win or or you know win an under goals kind of thing. So as far as the shots concerned, 
Newcastle have hit 16 plus in both the last uh, meetings at St. James's Park against um, West Ham. Bearing in mind, Steve Bruce was in charge for those. Um, they've hit three of the last four um, home and away. Um, seven of the last eight uh, at home have seen 16 or more shots from them. An eight out of 10 overall at home. So that's what they do at home. That that crowd behind them just does drive them on. They're not a side that are just going to kind of start playing, you know, ticky-tack football. They are going to go for it. That's how they play, how they win. And as far as West Ham's concerned, four of their last of five away have seen um, them concede at least um, 16 shots, averaging 17 conceded. And that does include a usual barometer of sides is the fact that that did include against Wolves. And we know if you do that against Wolves, you can do it against anybody. Indeed. Just one thing I would say um, about that was well, something about that you mentioned there. I mean, Newcastle against Manchester United promises to be a brilliant Carabao Cup final, League Cup yeah. final in England. And I honestly think that the odds on it are slightly wrong. I've, I've, I've bet Newcastle to win it already because for these reasons. New, New, if you said it's like a future bet. If you want to look on the Bet River side, you'll see the future bet. Um, Manchester United played Barcelona on the Thursday night before that game in the in the Europa League, which is a huge, huge match. Obviously, over two legs, we, we don't know what's happening. But on the Thursday, they played Barcelona. And on that, they play in the midweek after the FA Cup goes to midweek. So they have West Ham in the midweek on the Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. So they play Barcelona, they play the cup final, then they play the other cup. Newcastle have literally no games just for two weeks apart from that final because they're not there. They they haven't got to play a, a champ of the European Cups. They're not in Europe. So they have a midweek free spare. They have a game on Saturday in the Premier League, then the game on Sunday. And they're not involved in the FA Cup. So they have a two-week window where they can solely concentrate on that game. We know how good they are. I don't think there's much between the two sides currently. But I think uh, a decent plus money, I think Newcastle are a decent bet to win that. I think the, the fixture this that Man United have got in that period of time is going to be very, very hard for them to, to overcome whereas Newcastle can throw everything in it. You know they're going to throw everything in it. So they've got it's got it's their one chance. Whereas Manchester United is still going strong in the FA Cup, still going strong in the Europa League. And uh, I, I think Newcastle win that cup final. And Eric Ten Hag's shown as well that he doesn't really like to rotate all that mm. much. I know he's trying to build momentum as his team develops, but he doesn't like to rotate much, which suggests that, you know, there could be some tired legs there for sure. Mm. Um, Nigel, let's uh, come back to you uh, for the final pick. And it comes from the headline game of the Premier League this weekend. Manchester City travelled to Tottenham. Um, How do you see this one going? It was a really good and entertaining encounter between these two not too long ago. I think that game's obviously fresh in everyone's mind because it was only, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. Uh, obviously, if you have, can't remember the game, Manchester City are two 0 down at half time against Tottenham. Booed off the pitch. Pep Guardiola <laughs> give the worst uh, half time talk he's ever given. He was disgusted with the performance. So they come back and smash Tottenham by four goals. And I think if you if you've just gone through that in forty five minutes, that's got to be in your mind when you play the next game. Um, I, I like Man City to win this. Win this. I think you know. I, I know you're gonna. It's a big, big few weeks for the title race, obviously, with Arsenal. But I just think that Manchester City, before the Champions League start, have got a perfect opportunity to really, really go at it. They've got to go at it now. You look at their fixtures. Um, they've got to play Tottenham on Sunday. Then they're at home to Aston Villa. Then the big one against Arsenal. Then home to Manchester City. Uh, sorry, away at Nottingham Forest, sorry, uh, in the four games before the Champions League starts again. Now, Pep Guardiola will be looking at at least 10 points from those four games. He has to. And ideally, if they, get all, if they can win all four of them, which I think, they, I think they possibly can, then we've really got a fantastic title race going into the season. They've got to win every game now. 
And of all the clubs, and I've said it so many times um, in this this period, Man City are the team that I believe in the Premier League that can just go 10 games, 11 games. I still, I know Arsenal have done it this season, but I still think when the pressure's on them, it is, they're going to, they're young, they're well-drilled, they're tactically brilliant. There's not much between the Man City squad and the Arsenal squad as we saw in the FA Cup game where Arsenal rotated. But the experience is so, so crucial at this time of the season. And I just think Man City have just got that experience in, in spades and abundance and they know how to win titles. So I think the Man City now realise now we've got to win every game. Tottenham, on the other hand, I, I can't suss them out. I mean, their form at home has been terrible recently. I think they've they've, they've like lost four the last five games at home, but away from home they've been a lot better. They've I think they've won three on the on the trot, but they've all been on road matches. I don't know if there's a pressure at the at White Hart Lane. I don't know, but at home their form is awful. The other thing with Tottenham this season is that every time they've gone up against a team in the top four, they've been comfortably beaten. Arsenal twice, Manchester United, Newcastle, and obviously Man City. So Tottenham have got a good record in this fixture. Um, doesn't look like the manager's going to be there. He's obviously had an operation, so he's not going to be on the sidelines, which I think is a big blow because. However much you like him or loathe him, Conte does raise that extra effort with his antics on on the pitch. I know that uh, Harry Kane was rested for the FA Cup game, um, but it, there was talk of him having a quite a bad cold. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if he, it will probably it will play, but I don't know whether he's going to be one hundred percent. But if he's got a bad cold and there's a lot of cold going around at the moment, it might take him a little bit of time to get over it. But I just feel this is a this is a bet purely and simply because of Manchester City. Mm-hmm just are capable of going on these runs. And I think they have to. I think this is huge. I think, you know, it, and also for Tottenham, let's, let's face it, the Tottenham want to beat Man City and hand the Arsenal a favour. <laughs> do they, they want to really win? If they win this game, then Arsenal were what, minus 350, minus $4 to win the Premier League. If Arsenal win and Man City lose. So the Tottenham, <laughs> fans, the Tottenham fans really want to do a favour to Arsenal and win this game. Um, I think Tottenham's season really hinges on trying to get in the Champions League and it also hinges on trying to win the FA Cup. And um, I think their league form may. But one thing I've found this season when asked, when Tottenham got up against the real top quality sides in the Premier League, they've come clear second best. I think they're a, they're a tub that will be in the Europa League again next season. But I just feel that uh, Man City now know, right, they've got the experience. This win four games on the bounce and it's game on for, the, for when we come back from the Champions League. He needs to get those points in the bag and then throw everything he's got at the Champions League. Yeah. It's it's going to be really interesting, really interesting. I'd rather someone else did Arsenal a favour, to be honest, then I wouldn't have to support that lot uh, in this particular game. But yeah, um, Manchester City is the pick uh, to beat Tottenham at minus 136. Okay, um, before I summarise the picks, uh, anybody got anything to add, Nigel? How did the Australian Open go? Uh, Lots of tennis content, of course, on the network. How's it been? Yeah, it's been busy. It's been very, very busy. Obviously, um, Sean Calvert, I think we, he finished about just flat on the tournament. We didn't have a winner of the tournament. Obviously, Novak Djokovic won it, but all our picks went out relatively early on. But Djokovic proved what an absolute um, beast of a sportsman he actually is by winning the tournament. The women's was a little bit more interesting. Great final. Sabalenka winning her first tournament, uh, first major. But obviously, in the next few weeks, four weeks, there's going to be lots of content on the tennis. And, you know, and uh, myself and Sean are going to be traveling the globe again, boys. So, uh, Sean will be in Rotterdam in a couple of weeks and then he's in Montpellier or something. He's in France and then I'm off to Dubai at the end of the tournament following the tennis. So uh, it's all big. Five five shows a week on the tennis. And uh, yeah, so if you want to, your home with your tennis betting is definitely (laughs) on the Bet Rivers Network. 
more stellar selfies coming from across the board. <laughs> That's what people are here to see, really. Um, <laughs> let's summarise the picks then uh, from the two guys. Uh, so both of them with a pick in the Manchester United versus Crystal Palace game. Jack's gone for a same-game parlay of Manchester United to win and Marcus Rashford uh, to have a shot on target. Uh, Nigel's gone for Manchester United to win the game to nil. Uh, at plus 120. Jack's picks at minus 129. Uh, again, both uh, interested in the Brentford-Southampton game. Uh, both of them have Brentford to win at minus 115. Uh, Jack has gone for over 15 and a half shots uh, for Newcastle United in their home fixture against West Ham United. That's at minus 112. And Nigel's gone for Manchester City to beat Tottenham in the Super Sunday clash at minus 136. Can I That's just say, yeah, Wolves versus Liverpool was very, very nearly on my list this week. Mr. Seeley, are you pulling the trigger on the trademark? That's the one I think I, I want to know. I do, I, well, I always do with that. Even if, I always <laughs> do every week, even though I don't mention it on here because I don't want to be labelled as boring. So I don't want to keep doing no, the same tip. But, but I, think, I, think, I think Liverpool are a club in crisis at the moment. I, mm. think, they've, I, I, I think they've absolutely... Um, when I saw them playing beach volleyball the other on in, in, in <laughs> Jamira Beach, I realised they 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 weren't that good. I thought I fancied my chance of beating them, but um, yeah, I think they're a club in crisis. But Wolves, would you trust Wolves? Is the problem? It's tough, isn't it? Both teams to score no was um, double your money there, um, which very very was next on the list. Was next on the list, but um, you know, I just swerved it because yeah. But, Wolves have improved under Lopetegui. They made some interesting signings, but it might take a bit of time. For him to get into yeah, the game. They still look very blunt, don't they? It does look get on the old draw at half time. Just just keep just keep doing that. And that brings Locked. it under two and a half goals as well. We've not not an official play, but yeah, I will be mm. betting draw at half time in the Wolves hit match for sure. Throw a bit of pizza money on it, as Nigel says. Um guys, thank you so so much for all your fantastic picks. Thank you to everybody as always, for tuning in. Make sure that you're following the guys on Twitter at Because We Win. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network and make sure you leave us a review on whichever podcast platform it is uh, you like to take this content in from. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Until then, take care of yourselves and all the best. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 